You are down with Yo, Dave. What up? Drop the beat. We like it old school. You know how we do this. What you listening to? The brothers from the 818. 818. My name is Dave, as you know, kicking it with my man, Caleb. Caleb, what's going on with you? Hey, Dave, it's good, man. I'm just glad to be here on uh, another uh, episode from the Brothers from the 818. I can't wait to check in and get into the business. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Before we get too down and dirty, man, um, we just finished Black History Month. And, you know, towards the end, I was trying to be blackity blackity black. Like every time I got to got a chance to sit down and watch something, I was watching like a black show. Can't you know? I watched House Party and you know Coming to America like three times because I'm just trying to get all the nuances out before the new one comes out. Came across I'm gonna get you sucker, and I realized that that scene where he's walking and he has his band with him and. Uh-huh. And old boy's like, who are they? And he's like, that's my theme music. Everybody got to have theme music. Man, so for the past three weeks, we got new theme music, and I forgot to point it out. So the right. uh, the, the week we did the tour through Pacoima, getting our eat on, uh, the whole track was playing in the background. Um, I introduced it as the intro for the week after that and last week, and still ain't grooved to it. Normally, I'm in here bobbing my head or something. Right. But um, yeah, man, we got some new um, intro music. Um, I know some cats over at uh, Triangle Sound Studios. Uh, big shout out to them, brother Jerron. He hooked us up because he gave us, you know, just he listened to what we were doing. He kind of listened to some feedback of what we thought and gave us some music that's representative of the 818. Hey. So um, for all of y'all out there, you'll hear it again in this episode. It's the intro track. Um, let us know what you think. It just, um, I think it's the evolution of you and I as brothers, because we went through, you know, the Def Jam days, uh, you know, the early was just 808s and kick drums. We went through the golden age of music with Dre and, and all of that. We've gone through some BS in the 90s and the 2000s. You ain't gonna claim it. And we didn't brought it back to, you know, kind of a nice, you know, R&B groove over a hip hop beat, which is uh, very, uh, very uh, indicative for a brother of uh, 50 years old, 49, about to be 50. So um, <laughs> letting y'all know out there, we got some new music. Check it out. Tell us what you think. Shout out to Triangle Sound Studios. So that's what I want to say, man. Check in for me. What's going on with you? How was your week? Man, I'm looking around, saying, "What can I use as a as a boombox, man?" For, uh, but I don't I don't have anything. I don't have anything big enough, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love the music. Um, I hope that our our fans also love the music, and uh, we get some feedback regarding my check in. 
um, I traveled. I traveled. I went to uh, the the tri-state. I went to Jersey to see my wife's family. Uh, it's always good to travel and uh, see family members and um, to to be able to um, to be able to come back home because it was cold in the East Coast, man. I don't know if you've been following the news. It was cold, but coming back home is always is always uh, um, refreshing because you get to sleep in your own bed, you get to stretch out, you get to walk around with no with no socks on and just do your normal thing around the house. So I really enjoyed that. What I don't enjoy is um, taking vacation from work and then having to come back and have to catch up on everything that I missed. I probably had more, I, I certainly had more than 200 emails that I needed to kind of get through um, today and yesterday. Um, so, um, oh, something else I wanted to mention. I should have mentioned it when you when you uh, was talking about our theme music. Um, um, one of my golf buddies, Charles Graves, he um, he noticed the theme music uh, a few months ago. He was like, "Man, you brothers are really doing the thing, man. You guys have you guys have a theme music, right?" And he hasn't he hasn't mentioned this, but um, I'm sure he will now since he is a, uh, a loyal listener. So that's my check-in, man. What's going on with you, Dave? You know, the big event that happened is uh, your godson no longer lives with me, man. He got mad at me and bounced. No, it, it wasn't like that. Mm. He, um, he told me a while ago, and we're talking probably October, November. He's like, Dad, I need to come home, you know, at the end of the year. And I'm gonna stay there for a while until we get our ducks in a row. And then we're gonna, you know, move down to San Diego. And I was like, bet, you know, and I'm thinking, he's thinking three months, I'm figuring six, it's probably gonna be nine, you know, and so forth and so on. Um, he got here and we didn't talk about this a little bit, you know, he got a bank account, another bank account. He um, bought a car, you know, handled his insurance. A couple of weeks after that, his girl came through. They went down to San Diego. They found a place. Um, they're gone, right? I mean, and and when I say they're gone, she was never, she never moved in here. She came by a couple of times, but they together now are in their place. I drove them or drove behind them with a lot of their stuff in tow uh, to San Diego on Monday and got them in their new crib, man. So it was one of them bittersweet moments where I was just like, wow, you know, not only am I just proud that he's handling this business, but he was like, hey, I just need to come here for a minute, get my ducks in a row, and I'm out. And he did that. And so I was real pleased. But yeah, he's off on his own now. So first apartment that he's paying for out of his own dime. And, you know, him and his girl are doing their thing. So real proud of him, man. We got to head down to San Diego when he says it's all right and, and go, uh, christen him with something, bring a, bring a bottle of something or help him move something or whatever. Yeah, let's do that housewarming, man. Um, I would like to uh, also congratulate him um, for making that happen because it's a big step, but also congratulate you because, you know, you, you raise, you raise a, a young man who is, is, is on his cues, man. He's, he's, he's doing it. And, um, you know, a lot of children would have just kind of slowly transition or maybe even stayed and um he wasn't about that he was about being uh honorable and uh making sure that he um was um 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 
transitioning into uh, manhood or, or, or furthering himself into his uh, in manhood um, in a way that is um, true to the man that you raised. And so um, I'm happy for that. I appreciate that, brother. I'm going to take the glory and the credit for the manhood piece. Um, but you mentioned raising. Whenever I talk about raising Christopher, I got to give all honor to his mom. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we realized early on that our marriage wasn't working, but we could be amazing parents. And we, even though we did it in different households, um, Christopher's mama was a powerhouse. And, and, you know, she was large and in charge to make sure that that boy had what he needed and so forth and so on. I did my part. She did hers. Um, I but that. I never want to take any credit without giving her her just due. And as well, Renee. Right. So right. You know, he really had two mamas and a daddy. And so um, with Renee, you know, she just she had her own relationship with him and she was very integral in that as well. And of course, she passed right when he was graduating high school. So um, so uh, she never actually got to see him graduate. It was just a couple of weeks before. But the bottom line is he had three amazing parents that, that put their foot in him to make sure that he turned into the man that he is. And when I see him today, I'm just proud knowing that it's not only me, but it's them that you know uh all contributed to to what he's doing and i just hope i just hope and pray that um and he's doing it that he's um learning from my mistakes right. <laughs> and building on top of them instead of destined to repeat the same cycle and so far he's doing a great job at that and he can learn from some of my mistakes too and i think it's very humbling for you to um hand off all the credit i'm not going to let you get away with that you had your role and uh, that man that young man is doing it and um, you modeled that for him. So uh, congratulations to, to everybody that played a role in bringing him to where he's at today. Absolutely, absolutely appreciate that. Um, lots of stuff to go over today, man. I, I could really do this all in the check-in because it's just about you know stuff that's been going on in my, and with, with, with what's happening in the world today and blah, blah, blah. Couple things I want to touch on, and I'll, I'll preface I'll preface a couple of them so people don't think I'm going through trauma or turmoil. You know, when things hit me, they hit me, and I just kind of like to speak on them. So, are uh, you ready to jump into this thing? Hey, man, you okay, man? Do I need to get a, a, a some of my cognac? I know you love, I love <laughs> some cognac. You all right? You? I'm all good, man. I'm all good. I haven't even picked up my douce yet. I meant to go after work today and got caught up doing some other stuff for my kid, and I laid down and took a nap. But um, that was what was necessary. But first thing first, man. So, um, you know, I'm not a social media junkie by any means. I've probably spent more time on social media since the quarantine started um, than ever in life. But that's because we're doing this show and I'm trying to do, you know, advertising and making sure we're hitting people and letting them know what's going on and so forth. But um, this Frederick Douglass meme popped up. And um, it was just kind of interesting and someone grabbed it and then modified it and added some stuff to it. So have you seen it at all? Do you know what I'm referencing? No, man, when you talk about memes, I know what memes are, man. But you know, I always joke, I always joke and say that you are a nerd or a geek. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm familiar with memes. Some of the most famous memes that I've, that I've ever seen is the Michael Jordan memes with him crying and stuff. But I'm, ass I'm assuming that this Frederick Frederick Douglass meme is different, but what I don't know, because I haven't seen it, I don't know if it's respectful or disrespectful. So talk about it. I'm gonna do one better. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you it. Um, and I'm gonna show everybody. See, um, you, are, you are a geek, you see? You say what? 
I said, you see, you are a geek. You know that. You know that. I'm, I'm going to own that for the moment because you're too far away to pop that hat off your head, but it's all good. <laughs> um, for the record, though, I'm mad. I got mad love for Frederick Douglass, and I would not be showing something disrespectful on this show. Matter right. of fact, if I did, I would just clown the fool who tried to disrespect him. But um, let me pop this up and show it to you, and um, we can talk about it afterwards. What you think about that, man? Right. Wow. You brought life to those legends, man. Um, it um, kind of got me. It kind of got me. It kind of choked me up a little bit. I think it's powerful. Um, I want to know who did it and um, um, and how much was behind that, you know, uh, whether, whether or not it was a lot of work and what inspired uh, them to take on that project. So what do you know about it? So um, my best understanding, I haven't done a lot of research, it was started by a single individual who did the one of Frederick Douglass. Somebody else saw that where they did it from and said, oh, let me go ahead and expand on it. There's a website you can go to and upload a photo and you can bring life to it. And if anybody sees it, they can take a look at it and so forth. I'm not here to advertise or, or where that stuff is. But the beauty of it is, um, well, let me just say this. The person who did this one pointed out that there was Frederick Douglass, there was Marcus Garvey, there was uh, uh, W.E.B. Du Bois, uh, there was Ida B. Wells and Harriet Tubman. All right, so there was no Marcus Garvey in there. It was actually a picture of young Frederick, there was an old Frederick, then there was W.E.B. Du Bois, Ida B. Wells, Ida B. Wells, and Harriet Tubman, of course. But I'm glad you got to see it for the first time because I could see it in your face. I could hear it in your voice. It's powerful, man. And it was purposely released on the last day of uh, Black History Month. And when I first saw it, I was just in awe because I've seen all those pictures before. And what's interesting, the one of Ida B. Wells is a picture and it looks like it's been folded. There's like a crease going down the side of the face there. And that crease is there, right? And it's just incorporated in and they're smiling a little bit. And to see Harriet Tubman look around, when you see a picture of Harriet Tubman, you see the pain in her face. You see okay. the, the, the turmoil that she went through. And you, we've, been, we've learned to celebrate the sacrifice because you know that she's just been a statement of modern culture, pop culture as of late. And so we've learned to, to see all that, but now we see the movement through Harriet Tubman instead of through the actress that played her or a still picture and so forth. So I just thought it was a fitting way uh, to end Black History Month. And, and um, you know, I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to share that with all of you, just in case you hadn't seen it. And um, if you look at the picture, you can see some information where you can go and check it out yourself. And I encourage you to do so. Um, and maybe you have a still picture that you want to upload and bring some life to. Right. I mean, I almost thought about uploading a picture of my mama, but I was like, that's, that's not something I'm ready for yet. Right. Um, so I don't need that. I have I have many memories of her movement in, in my own mind, and I don't want to take a still picture and animate it just so I can have that movement. I think it would affect me in a way I'm not ready to be affected. So, yeah, I'll share that with you. I think uh, Harriet Tubman actually. Um kind of choked me up because I was thinking about my mama while I was watching it, right? Um, and I thought about the same thing as I just listened to you explain um, how it came about. 
I was thinking about the same thing, whether or not I'm ready to, to um, have any footage of my mama. You know, um, today's, today's children, uh, everything is on your cell phone. You have, you, have, you have pictures, you have video, you have sound. Um, I wish I had more of that of my mother. And um, sometimes I'm driving down the street and I'll see someone that looks like my mother and I'll pause and I'll reflect, right? And I just wish I had more of that. Um, I, like you, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to. Um, I'm not ready to to take any of those steals that, of my mother, and um, and do and do use this use this uh, application to bring her back to life. But it is powerful for sure, and it, and it, and it has affected me in a way that I wasn't expecting. But man, thank you for sharing, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I wanted to kick it off like that. I wanted to remind you, and and I don't think it's a reminder for you as much. And maybe it's not a reminder for my audience either. But I saw another one today, and I should have um, uh, I should have grabbed a picture of it. But it showed two little boys. It was a cartoon. Showed two little boys, and it was a white little boy and a black little boy, and they were walking home. The black little boy was carrying like two, the white little boy was carrying a few books. The black little boy was pulling a wagon and had a big stack of books and they said black history on them. And he says, wait, wasn't that over yesterday? He said, that's y'all celebration. We do this all year long, all year round. Hey, right? So, <laughs> you know, I paused. I was like, man, well, black history month's over. Uh, should I even show this? It's like, for them, we all about black history on the brothers from the 818. And, and in the life of David, in the life of Caleb, and, and the, the things that we do, Black history is just what we do, man. So I'm unashamedly pointing out uh, these things as a celebration and a remembrance. And I'm glad it touched you the way it did, man. Job, job uh, for myself, job well done. That's exactly, the, that's exactly the, um, the impact I hope you would have, because that's what it meant to me when I saw it. The image that you, uh, the image that you shared about the boy pulling the, the wagon full of books remind me of our of our guest Augustus C. Stone. Augustus um, C. Stone, right? <laughs> and how and how he spoke to um, the need for us to um, people in the community, black black people in the community, African Americans in the community, to um, continue to celebrate throughout the throughout the year and not just uh, limit it to one month. And so um, immediately once you mentioned that that wagon i was thinking of mr stone joining us and blessing us with his time so um yeah man thank you for that absolutely absolutely glad you uh glad i got to share that with you so more more stuff with that man like i said uh when i started earlier i was hitting all the movies and you know just kind of had a blackity blackity black 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 film festival throughout the month um and then we hit the golden globes right so let me just say this, and if you want to chime in, feel free. If you just want to give me my moment, my, my soapbox, let me do it. I think award shows in general are a joke, right? From the Oscars to the Golden Globes, to the Emmys, to the Tonys, to the music award shows. I think it's an opportunity for us to look at whoever the guest star is, whoever the host is, whatever musicians are going to be playing and we can see them perform. But I think you know, especially sticking with the Golden Globes and the Oscars, we have so much talent in the Black community of actors and, and, and people in the industry that goes unrecognized because we, you know, and I'm not saying every uh, piece of work we do is phenomenal, but we do phenomenal stuff, phenomenal stuff on a year-round basis. And a lot of times that goes 
unnoticed. It goes unrewarded um, from the industry, right? Because I don't believe the industry is about who the best actor or who the best, what the best movie was, but who should win this time versus who should win next time. Well, this time the Golden Globes showed up and showed out when it comes to, to Black folks. And so I want to just highlight some of those. Um, Andra Day, Andra Day, Andra, not really sure what you're pronouncing it. She did a movie. Uh, she starred as Billie Holiday in the United States versus Billie, Billie Holiday and transformed that role. It was truly amazing. And she won for that. <clears throat> Chadwick Boseman, he was in uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, he and um, Viola Davis. Um, and they both were up um, for awards, but Chadwick Boseman got it uh, posthumously. Um, and he did a very good job in that. Daniel Kaluuya, um, you might remember him from uh, Black Panther. He was in Get Out, the brother with the big eyes that was crying. Uh, <laughs> he was in Judas and the Black Messiah. He got an award for that. Uh, Jamie Foxx, um, Pixar's first uh, Black uh, cartoon. Um, and um, uh, so he played the main character. He got an award for that. Um, John Boyega, you might remember him from um, Star Wars fame, only brother in Star Wars other than Samuel. Um, he got it for uh, best, uh, best performance in the TV series, I think, for small acts. But um, lots of Black folks representing, man, in the Golden Globes. And I was like, I know, to me, it felt like, yes, each person who won deserved to win. But it felt like this was our year to be recognized. And they did that. So I'm, you know, I'm discounting the Golden Globes, but I am celebrating the people who received it because I think that's just a nice list of people. And if you haven't seen any of those movies, um, they're high on my recommendation list. Mm, let me let me speak to that, man. I I, um, I don't know if you bias, man. I don't know if you bias because it's Black History Month and because you're a black man and because um, the above. Um, they they showed up as you said, the Golden Globes showed up and showed out. Um, and, you know, I'm, as I'm listening to you, because I've, I've seen some of the movies, and I think that you're right in your, in your assessment about um, um, Black actors in Hollywood. Um, but it feels like they did it because of what 2020 looked like. And... Mm -hmm. Um, and if, if they're going to do it because they should have been doing it the whole time. So, so I, I think that's what, I think that's what, what, I, what my point is. And maybe I'm just taking issue with the Golden Globes, um, because you said that they were a joke. Um, and if they're doing it because they had to, because of, of what it will look like because of what 2020 uh, how 2020 turned out with all of the racial injustice and and the um, um, the, um, the the racial tension in our country and the police brutality and the injustice um, and reform um, movements, I feel like shame on them, shame on them. But I also feel, but I also believe that. You know the Golden Globes and all of the award, um, all of the non-black awards. I'm not talking about BET and 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 um, um, 
um, the, 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 the triple XL hip hop magazine awards and, 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 and then those, right. That are, are committed to, um, only the, the, their black audience, but, you know, they should, they should, and hopefully this is a trend for the future for them to recognize some of these great talents in a way that is equitable because, um, so much that we talked about in 2020 was the, the, uh, inequity, uh, in our country and not just in, with our with these celebrities, and so I feel like it's repar reparations for um, for the years uh, for the years past, and with them skipping out on um, or missing opportunities to celebrate some of our black actors. The last thing I'll say um, is um, I was surprised with uh, Daniel Kaluuya, right, with the, the who played black uh, uh, Judas in the black um, black Messiah, because. He is, uh, he's from England. I don't know if you knew that, right? And if you've heard uh, him talk um, and give an interview, his accent comes through. When yeah. I, and I, and I was aware of it. And when I, when I, um, when I, when I saw him uh, in character, it just blew my mind, man. He, he had his cadence and his tone and, and everything um, down to a science. And that is what the Golden Globes and our, and uh, all of the uh, movie awards should be celebrating the transformation of a person into that character. So, yeah, man, um, what do you think about the reparations uh, conversation? Yo, man, uh, we're saying the same exact thing. Shame on the Golden Globes and Oscars and the Tonys and so forth and so on. Like I said, I think, you know, and again, I've never been invited to the meeting. I don't have a bug in the room. But I'm, I believe that, you know, at some point the powers that be get together and they're like, okay, we need to make sure we do the right thing because we don't want to get boycotted or whatever. And if you go back and look at the history of the movies that have won and the people who have won, they follow trends, man. And anybody wants to challenge me on it, go ahead. I'm not speaking from, a, I pulled all the numbers right before this show and looked at it, but you look at the trends and you can see where they're obviously identifying certain themes or certain people groups or certain things like that to create their own system of equity. We did this last year, next year we have to do this, let's show up for this this year, instead of letting the talent speak for itself. So this is why I said it that way and this is how I repeat it again. The Golden Globes are a joke, the Oscars are a joke. Shame on them for that, that it even becomes one of those situations. And yes, I think looking at all of the inequitable situations that occurred in 2020, yeah, all right, they pointed, they said, let's go ahead and celebrate some Black folks. But for the people who won it, and this is why the Golden Globes and the Tonys and the Oscars and so forth are important, it's a recognition of work as something you can put on your CV or your resume that's quantifiable to get your numbers up, right? Andre Day, Andre Day, when she does her next movie, it's going to pay her a whole lot more because she just got a Golden Globe. Right, it's also a tease of the Oscars. So let her follow up with an Oscar, which she very well should win, right? It's gonna get her numbers up. Jamie Foxx, numbers up. Daniel Kaluuya, numbers up. So now they as individuals will be able to do better in their career and get better recognition because of the award. The, the process is BS, the award is real. And that award will allow them to do bigger and better things. So big ups for them. Big ups for, you know, some of the other names that I didn't mention. Regina King, man, yeah. one night in Miami, you know, yeah. 
phenomenal. She was up for best picture, I think best director for a picture. She didn't win, she's up against some heavy competition, but you know, she's just buzzing all over. We have so much talent out there that's coming from different directions that as you said, maybe this is the start of a trend. Maybe we'll see in 2021 that the talent and the work begins to speak for itself. And I am in no way of saying that, you know, black people should be the winners all the time. No, I've seen some crappy black movies. I've seen some crappy mm -hmm. black directors, just like I see crappy white ones and everybody mm -hmm. else, right? And if it's somebody's, if it's, if a movie's that good, an actor is that good, a director is that good, a song in a movie is that good, it should get the recognition. That's all I'm saying. It shouldn't be the trend based upon who should get it. So that's my- Yeah, I, I'm glad that you you mentioned Regina King, man, because I watch, I watch, um, I, I watch um, some of the makings of uh, a night in Miami, and um, she did a phenomenal job with that. Now, I was I was trying to think of earlier. I was trying to think of um, award shows that are geared to the black community, and I was thinking like uh, I wasn't even sure if if, if the Soul Train uh, Music Awards are still still on, right? I know Essence has their um, their um, their award season. I know. Um, um, BET still does their thing. And, um, um, you know, we, the, the reason why artists had to create these individualized award shows is because they were getting skipped over and they weren't being recognized um, in the t by the Tonys, Oscars, the, the Golden Globes, and <clears throat> the MTVs, right? And so now MTV has... Um, embrace um, black culture in a way that um, um, I'm not even sure if it's necessary to still have some of the other award shows, right? But um, there was a reason for the black community standing up those award shows just so that they could be recognized. And so I'm glad that there is going that, that there is a monetary gain from being um, from being nominated and from for winning because that will allow other artists or these artists to pull up other people and do bigger things and um, um, address some of the issues in our community because um, only a few people wanna look at those issues head on. And so it, re it requires a Regina King to, um, to say, you know what, this is a wonderful story um, and I want to make sure I wanna bring it to life the, the same way that, um, the same way that the 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 automations brought um, those other legends to life, right? And so I'm I'm glad that we're talking about it because it's important. It's important for people that um, may not recognize um, the um, inequity of those award shows and understand why those other award shows are there. It's important for them to now know that. It was those shows were created out of necessity. I'll stop there. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> I kind of feel like I should just let you stop there and 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 drop it and move on. But I, just just names popping up in my head, man, because you know, again, I mentioned Regina King. Prior to a night in Miami, you know, I don't know if she did any directing. This might be her directing debut. I'm not sure, but the fact that she's stepping up and doing that phenomenal. Um, and she's following in the footsteps of like an Ava, Ava DuVernay, 
right? Mm -hmm. Who was doing amazing things with black movies and, and bringing history and stories to life, uh, bringing our, our culture and the, the incidents that have occurred with us to life. Um, you know, I'm glad some of these actors are moving from in front of the camera and now going behind the camera to continue that process and just make this happen because they already have their foot in the door and I'm just, I'm just pleased, I'm proud, and it just gives me that sense of joy when I can see that and celebrate the quality of the entertainment as well, right? We're not talking about them getting behind the camera and producing B-level flicks. We're talking A-list, A-level media that is engaging, that is thought-provoking, that's entertaining, and that's telling stories that were previously untold. So. Yeah. Let's celebrate 2020 like that, right? And with all those lemons we got, let's make a hell of a lemonade for 2021. And, and if, the, if, if what I believe is true, the Oscars and the Tonys and so forth are that joke, then let's, let's flood them with so much quality media that they can't help but recognize us and see what happens then. They're telling stories. They're doing the same thing that um, other uh, white actors, uh, Jewish actors, Italian actors um, are have done, um, but without the recognition. And finally, they're able to tell some of these stories and not have to have them watered down the way that um, black um, directors needed to do it in the past. You know, Spike Lee was one of the first black directors that I grew up watching that was talking about issues in the community. Um, and I feel like, um, you know, this, this new wave of actors and this new energy in Hollywood might um, bring more of, of, of those stories to us. Um, and not just the black community, I'm talking about um, all of Americans and, and internationally too, because uh, as uh, uh, Augustus C. Stone and uh, the brothers from the 818 talked about last week, um, is, is Black history is being rewritten or, um, or being removed from the history books, right? And so someone needs to tell the story. And, um, you know, um, and it should, you know, I'm just, here's my bias. I feel like, you know, a black, a black people should be, have a hand in, in telling those stories. Yeah, put a stamp on it. We, we, can, we can put that one right there. So all right, let's uh, go. Glad we got to mention that. Um, one last thing, and, and I don't know. Um, this is where you were like, Dave, you okay? So let me just let me just throw this one out there. Me and my girl are great. We ain't got no problems. This is, has nothing to do with anything in terms of my household. This is based on, again, I've been watching a lot of movies and she and I have been having a lot of conversations that have stunned, that have stemmed this next statement. But I got a personal service, public service announcement, man, for people in relationships, right? Um, and, and here it is. Stop blaming other people for the turmoil you deal with in bad relationships. You got to explain that. Let me you say that again. That. Stop yeah. blaming other people for the turmoil you did, you deal with in bad relationships. Now, before I go any farther, if you're in an abusive relationship, get out, right? If you're, if you're with someone who's, you know, putting their hands on you and this, that, and the other, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. But again, 
get out, right? Do not let yourself become suspect, subject to someone else's punishment. But a lot of times you see relationships in and women are looking at men and saying, I knew it all along and I chose to put up with it. Men are looking at women saying, I know that she was this, this, that, and the other. And they're so busy pointing the finger at someone else. And as brother, uh, the honorable uh, uh, minister Louis Farrakhan said, when you point a finger at someone else, you got three fingers pointing back at you, right? Where's your accountability? When are you gonna stop and look in the mirror and say, oh, maybe I had something to do with this? So I ain't gonna mention the movie because the movie doesn't matter. But we're watching this flick and it was just about, you know, men and women and the games that people play. And the women were like, I'm just tired of men playing games. And so I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that, playing their own game. Mm. Right. And it became a conversation about, well, sometimes that's what you have to do to make him prove he's the one. That's a game. Right. It's like, you no, know, I don't I don't think a woman should go and give themselves up. I don't think that they should, you know, uh, um, uh, count the number of dates or, or, or any of that. You have to go with your heart, go with your gut. You have to feel it out and so forth and so on. But I'm not going to let me not let me get off the women. I'll just talk about the bras. I know so many bras that are like, man, she did me dirty. She took my money. She cheated on me. She did X, Y, and Z. And I'd be like, you didn't see any of that coming, <laughs> right? And they're like, yeah, well, when I think back on it, I was doing this, but you know, I was trying to do right, or I was doing the deal, or she was playing games. So I started playing games and did be like, and where did you think this was going to end up, mm. right? And I'm like, it's a joke. I mean, it, it, at some point, you just have to be like, you know what? I'm going to be the best man I can be, right? Or I'm going to be who I am. If you're a player, be a player. And, and if she knows you're a player, then why does she think that you're not going to be the player with her, right? If you pulled her out the club and she was bouncing from spot to spot to spot, and then she met you, and you think that all of a sudden you're going to wife her up, is it possible? Sure. You know, but if she doesn't, are you like, ooh, I'm so shocked. I thought I was going to be enough for her. I mean, come on now. You got to be able to take, and again, this whole thing isn't about the other person. It's about accountability for who you are. My girl told me, she said, David, what you have to understand, and she threw that old phrase out to me, behind every great man is a great woman. And I said, yes, behind a great man, if there's a great woman, is that that great woman has a large part to do with his success, no doubt, and vice versa. I got no problem with that, right? Um, but what if he's single, right? What if ain't no great woman in his life? Or what if the woman yeah. in his life ain't that great, right? It's like, it ain't that behind every great man is a great woman. People can be great in and of themselves, but if you have the right person with you, yes, they can add to your greatness. Someone who got your back, who's supportive of you, you're supportive of them, you build and lift each other up accordingly. Absolutely. Behind a great man is a great woman. Anybody else? Nah, I don't know if I'm just going that everybody's great because you know you get to ride that that ride along blessing with somebody else's greatness. Mm -mm, not having that. Last thing, and then I want to hear your thought. <laughs> Closure. Man, I, I, oh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody say, well, you know, they just want closure. You want closure? Find a mirror, right? And here's, I'm going to be real with you, right? This is how I get closure. I look in the mirror and whatever person I was with, I make them perfect. 
right? And what I mean by that is now they didn't do anything wrong, right? It was all about, you know, anything that I could say, well, I only did this because you did that. Nope, I can't say that because you were perfect. I only reacted that way because you did this. Nope, can't say that because you're perfect. And so now I look at every action I do as an individual instance and I take account for it, right? And deal with that. And once I deal with that, I got closure. I don't have to call that person up. I don't have to think about that person. I don't have to call them and apologize or call them and say, you did me wrong or stalk that person on Facebook or Instagram or any of that and see what they're doing behind my back or what they're doing and how well they're moving on. I could care less. When we done, we done. And anybody who knows me knows that that's true. When it's over, it's over, right? But the whole closure piece, I have to laugh and be like, why do you need closure from someone else? right? This is your deal. When are you going to look at your own actions, face your own self in the mirror and say, what's going on? Again, this ain't got nothing to do with me and my household, me and my girl, fine. But I've been watching these movies, man. And the more I dug into them, I was like, this is, this is messy, man. This is the problem with Black relationships and relationships in general, because we're looking at this Hollywood image of drama and what's supposed to be acceptable and what's supposed to be okay in a relationship. That's it. I'm done. Go. <laughs> I don't know where to start, man. I don't know where to start. That was a lot. <laughs> but there's a good thing is I was taking notes. There's a good thing is I was taking notes. I wish I had me a drink in front of me, though, because you were hot for a minute there. You were hot about this. This is something I don't know what you didn't even you didn't even say what shows you were watching. I, but uh, let me let me get into my, my reaction to what you just shared. Um, one of my favorite comedians, um, white comedian, uh, Dane Cook, mm -hmm. was talking about um, uh, ending relationships. And he said, you know, women will say, I can't end the relationship. He has 100 CDs at, my, at, at his house. How am I going to walk away from those 100 CDs? Um, if you need to end a relationship, end the relationship just be done with it that's your closure right there stop picking up the phone stop answering the door if someone is harassing you call the police and get and get yourself a restraining order and find your closure that that way um i'm a fan of the black love series my wife and i we watch black love series and i think um i'm i'm most interested about the celebrities that are willing to reveal pieces of themselves in this series and it's not always good but they're talking about the work of um the work of maintaining and strengthening a relationship and so i often say that you know if you've been in a relationship for more than two hours you know that there's work right and you ain't going to be able to me, let me clean up my language. You won't be able to, um, you won't be able to um, navigate those waters without some issues, right? And um, so uh, I'd like black love. And so if there's, and we don't, we don't advertise, we don't really do advertising on our show. Um, but if you are um, looking for a good series um, that are talking about relationships and romance and some of the challenges that you might find that's a good series and they, and they talk about some of the issues that you brought up um you know i always i always say 
um, to um, when people ask me about me and my relationship with my wife, I come as I was advertised, right? I'm not, I'm too old. I'm, I'm too old to be switching up and, and, and being anything different. And you were saying, talking about how people expectations change, how, how people are playing games. Um, no, I come as I was advertised. And so if my wife says, Hey, you are as just as stubborn as you, as you told me when we were dating. Yeah. Right. You, <laughs> right. <laughs> Hit it right on the head. Right. I told you about that. Accountability is, is, is essential in, in any relationship. And let me talk about Ilana and how far off she was with her statement regarding behind every uh, great man is a great woman. Let me say this, Dave. Before you was in a relationship with your great woman, you was a great man. And I think that, <laughs> hey, hey, celebrate, celebrate. I'll, I'll, go ahead, I'll let you celebrate. <laughs> People that are listening to, uh, listen to us on Spotify, David is doing a dance. You can't see it, but he is celebrating that compliment. Before, before your great woman came into your life, he was already a great man. And I feel like I was a great man. I've been a great man for many years. And, um, and so, um, that statement does not account for those great men that have been in bad relationships and maybe those bad relationships was their own doing right but it doesn't it doesn't take away their greatness and so um um i think it's a it's a catchphrase that um that is often just kind of thrown out there for me it is true I, my wife is great right and together we are a power couple mm -hmm. and um, I look at our um, um, our tra uh, trajectory, and I and I see that um, I see that together we're going to do greater things, right? But um, if some if our relationship dissolves tomorrow, and she's no longer behind me, I feel like I'm still great, right? Um, and so um, that's all I got to say about that. You mentioned last week. Was it like, no, uh, uh, the week of Valentine's Day, we're celebrating mm -hmm. black love. You were, you were saying that, you know, my wife was great all by herself before I ever came along. Yeah. And for any women out there that are like, I can't believe you said that. I'm going to say it again. There's no, I don't believe that uh, behind every great man is a great woman. I do think if there is a great woman behind a great man, then together they are greater. And right. if there's a great man behind a great woman, together they are greater. I see where uh, my girl is and the things that she's doing and her drive and her dedication to her passion and her craft. And I'm like, if we stay together, man, our trajectory can take a whole new level and we can do that black love thing in amazing depths and, and travel the world and show people the power of what it truly looks like to be an amazing black couple with no drama and just enjoying the thrills and frills of, of, of being free, right? And I love that and, and, and all that. But if we went our separate directions, her greatness is great all by itself. Mm -hmm. it doesn't need me to validate it. My greatness is great. Right, all by right, itself. right. I don't right. need hers to validate it. And so for anybody nice out hating on those words, you know, again, find a mirror, look at yourself in it, and find that greatness that is in you. It will give you the closure you're looking for. Right. It will set the expectations that you need and it'll slow down a lot of that game playing. Women, 
men think they have to pay, play games to get what they want. What if everybody just stopped playing and started doing? You got anything else, Dave? I want to know what you're listening to. That's what, oh man, you, you beat me to it. I was going to hit you with it. I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. Man, I pulled out Ambitions of a Rider, man, and, and, and I caught it on Spotify one track. I don't remember what it was, but, you know, I just loaded it up in the car, man. So I've been getting my Tupac on, man. And it's it's appropriate because um, this is March. And so um, Tupac died in September. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Biggie, the anniversary of Biggie's death, you know, it's hard to mention Tupac without Biggie in the same conversation these days. But Biggie's death is March 9th is coming up. Um, Netflix just dropped a new uh, biopic, um, a documentary um, about his life and so forth. And so I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm sure Tupac's going, you know, have be a part of that. You know, they were uh, trumping them same streets. But again, 24, 25 years old, both of them, man. Um, I looked up to Tupac and and in a lot of ways still do, right? For what he was doing, what he was saying, the type of uh, the change he wanted to make in, amongst the black community and so forth and so on. And he's been gone uh, for 25 years, man. It's a trip to me. Right. right? Yeah. It's just um, half is, you know, he, he didn't make it to the levels that we're able and able to talk about now. He never got to see gray hair. Right. Right. Never got to see, you know, uh, I don't even know if he has any children, but, you know, children, let alone grandchildren, you know, to, to have that joy of one day being an Augustus C. Stone at 80 years old, sharing the stories. He never got that chance. And yeah. so as I'm listening to Tupac uh, today and yesterday and so forth, I'm thinking about it along those lines. And I miss him. I miss his music. I miss what could have happened. Um, had he stuck around, not only for the industry, but um, for society. I think we have a, you know, we, you, you, anyone listening to this, like he was just a musician, then he was, but he was coming out of that. He was, he was transitioning into something different. And when he came out of that cocoon, at that point, he was just a caterpillar. He was a powerful caterpillar. But when he came out of that cocoon that he was spinning, the butterfly that he was going to become was going to make waves and was going to make changes. And so that's what I've been listening to, man. A little bit of Tupac. What about you? What you were listening to? Wow, man. Before I tell you what I've been listening to, your analogy that you just gave about Tupac made me think about Malcolm because Malcolm was coming out of uh, out of the nation and he was about to do great things before his life was taken away from him um, too early. Um, so um, just wanted to reference that because um, as I was listening to you, I heard that. Um, what am I listening to? My children crying? I mean, uh, <laughs> we, I, was, I was traveling. So <laughs> I, um, a two-year-old and a four-year-old don't always travel um, um, very well um, for long distances. And we were in a plane, but uh, we did our best. Something that I did recognize while I was um, in Jersey was I was I was listening to one of their local stations. Often I got in the car and um, the local station was playing some Mary J. Blige. The Mer- local station was playing a lot of Michael Jackson. I heard more of Michael Jackson in the past weekend than I have in, in all of last year, right? Wow. Uh, because 
they are on that rotation, right? And so I really, I really appreciated um, the radio, the radio play in in Jersey, um, and I, I, I don't listen to very. I don't listen to the radio very much. I, I get in the car, I plug in my phone and I'm listening to whatever is playing on my, my media device. But it was refreshing to, to listen to MJ, man, someone else that was uh, taken too soon. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Another podcast, man. I, I got so much to talk to you about music and, and entertainers. Uh, we're gonna have to pull that for another show for another time. So, um, Appreciate that. So y'all know what uh, we've been listening to, uh, what you've been listening to <laughs> from the 818. Um, you notice we didn't have a guest this week. Uh, we gave our guests a week off. I think we've been doing well on the guest circuit for this year, um, but we gave a week off. We'll be back next week with more entertaining topics, more engaging topics. Tonight, you know, we hit a couple notes and, you know, again, really just a celebration of, of what's happening in the community and the black community. We started with some of our historical figures. Um, we looked at, you know, what's happening in entertainment. We got stuck there a little bit. And then, of course, I got to go on my rant and Caleb got to co-sign with me about, you know, what we see in, in, in black entertainment that reflects relationships and so forth in the black community. Um, I honor my girl. I know um, uh, Caleb honors his wife. So, um, nothing we said should be taken as any disrespect to them or any other women. But it, again, for men and women, when it comes to those types of things, find a mirror, check yourself, um, and you'll go real far. As far as the brothers from the 818, you can catch us everywhere. We are on YouTube and Facebook streaming. We're also on streaming media. As uh, Caleb said, when he gets in his car, he plugs in his phone, and whatever was playing is what continues. Well, what could be playing in your car? This is the Brothers from 818. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Audible, um, all of that. Um, you can catch the Brothers from the 818. Um, like we always said, we ain't said it in a long time, but as long as y'all keep showing up, we're going to keep showing out just for you, bringing you that raw, bringing you that real, bringing you that relevant, as only the Brothers from the 818 can. Caleb, you got anything else for him? Just uh, thank you for joining us. Good night. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs> you are down with the brothers from the